WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are And it is awesome. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. Everyone, welcome to the Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, we can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful producer, slash co-host, slash handyman, Sorokin. We're here. We're live. We're doing a thing. It's a Thursday night. It's the rack. We think it's Thursday. We're pretty sure it's Thursday. Thursday. It is, it is in fact, I can confirm it is Thursday. Google says it's Thursday. You can tweet us at Wild Talk Radio, at Rock Radio Show, at Lens Ward. You can come, come to WildTalkRadio.com, RockRadioShow.com, or Twitch.tv slash Live. You can follow us on threads at, w, at Wild Talk Radio. Whatever that is. Don't expect content, but whatever, whatever it is, it's there. Um, anyway. <laughs> By the way, can I just say that midweek holidays suck, and if 
if a holiday is going to fall on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, or a Thursday, we should just get that whole damn week off. You know, we just, we, we should. Like, a holiday midweek, or if at least it's on, like, a Tuesday or a Thursday, like, you get, you get, like, the corresponding Monday or Friday off. Because, can I just tell you how much it sucks? And I know this was a personal thing. I could have taken it. Actually, I couldn't have taken it off because my coworker took it off. Uh, but to, ta- to have to work Monday, be off Tuesday, work Wednesday. I mean, you could have called in early and taken it off. I mean, I couldn't you, have you, to, you, my... you, you could have. You've known about this date for all, an entire year. In it fact, snuck up on me, Rock. I didn't, fa- it no, snuck up no, on me. It's not fact, like it happens every year. Exactly. In fact, you can go right now and probably fill in your calendar for next year. And let's see, take next year's day off. Now you're just being logical. I mean, next year's a Thursday, so you can take next I... Friday, a year from now, put it in your calendar, take the Friday off. Why is it on a Thursday? Is it leap year? I, I would assume so, yeah. Like, I'm trying to advocate to get us a full week. I understand this. I understand this. But you can also look ahead in your calendar and say, hey, I would like this day off before anyone else can ask for it. And I sure guess, I mean, I could, but no. But you could. Um... But no, you could and you can. These that would are, require effort. I mean, but then you can't complain about it if you don't put in the effort. I will complain about it if I so choose. You can complain, but it won't matter because you, you should be putting in the effort. As they say, put in the hashtag time in. No. That's what they say. Put the hashtag time in. No. No? Why not? No. But yes. But no. But yes. But no. But listen to me. Hear me out. But yes. <laughs> hear me out. But no. But. And hear me out on this thing. But yes. No, I can't be bothered. Sorry. Anyway, news. Presented as always by MBGFilms, YouTube.com, MBG1211. All right. So starting with WWE, we have to offer congratulations to Logan Paul. He is officially engaged. So congratulations to him. Woot, woot. And carrying on the happy tidings, WWE superstar Natalia received six, that's right, six Guinness World Records certificates backstage on Saturday from one of the Guinness adjudicators. Natalia was awarded certificates for the most WWE matches by a female, 1,514, most wins by a female, 663, most pay-per-view slash PLE appearances by a female, 75, most WrestleMania appearances by a female, 8, most Raw matches by a female, 174, and most SmackDown matches by a female, 200. Impressive. It's incredibly impressive. Like, then, go her. And that number is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. It's she's She is busy, and that's, that's Hall of Fame worthy right there. It is. Beyond, Drew Gulak has announced that he's opening a new wrestling school in Philadelphia next month. He is. Gulak, so you could you could go check it out. No, but okay. Do, do we need to talk about putting in the hashtag effort again? See, here's the difference. You could look ahead and plan something. This requires going to try to be a wrestling school. Those are different. But you, you could be the scoop. You could be the reporter. You could you could go get the the insight, the four one one. How about nope? But how about yes? But look, hear me out on this one. No. But hear me out. Yes. But hear me out. No. He could be the man on the scene. You know, it's going to be in Philadelphia. That's fair. That's fair. But no. He doesn't want to make a PowerPoint presentation on the school. I mean, that is fair. But if he does go, I would make the PowerPoint presentation for him. Yeah, but no. I mean, you can go to Nightmare Factory. Where is it? 
It's in Georgia somewhere. Let's throw that one back there. Where is it? I don't even know. Somewhere in Georgia. Oh, it's at fucking Northcross. No, that's but, not, but, I that's mean, not you, close. I said it's in Georgia. I mean, you can go. How far away is it? In Norcross? Yeah. It is. Hold on. Directions. Home. It's like a fucking hour away. Oh my god. You could. You still could go. You can be the reporter on the scene. I'm not driving an hour to be a reporter on the scene. You could be, though. No, because the way that it's taking me is I have to go down by Ikea, and if I have to go down by Ikea, then I'm just going to Ikea. I'm not going to make the loop back up to go to Norcross. I mean, you could, though. You're right, I could, but Norcross is not Philadelphia. It's in Philadelphia. Yeah, but it could be like a... I don't... Just, then with, congrats to Drew Gulak. Yes, congrats to Drew Gulak. He has announced that he will be accepting wrestlers for four days a week. Classes starting in August. The Miz will take part in the 2023 All-Star Celebrity Softball Game at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. So he's continuing the streak. So go him. Mm -hmm. Moving on to AEW slash ROH, VIX, the world's leading Spanish language streaming service owned by Televisa, Televisa Univision. There we go. And top American professional wrestling promoter All Elite Wrestling announced a multi-year agreement that will bring AEW's premium matches and entertainment to VIX subscribers in Mexico as well as countries in Latin America and the Caribbean. Woohoo. Trench is no longer with All Elite Wrestling. The contract has Trench. expired. Trench. I said Trent. It sounded like Trent. Just I, zoom, I want to make it make it clear. Trench. The guy with tattoos is no longer with the company. Okay, you're gonna have to be way more specific than that. There's a lot of guys with tattoos. Okay, well, um, Trench. He's the he's the dude with tattoos. Not Trent, because where of where's Trent? Oh, I said Trench. Okay. Harley Cameron has a full time AEW contract. Go her. Go her. Diamante has a full-time AEW contract. After three years. Will she ever still make TV? Probably not. But, but hey, she has a contract. But hey, she has a full-time contract, probably for Ring of Fire or something. <laughs> and Chris Hero is now a producer for AEW. Um, Yeah, that's good for him. He started a couple weeks ago as like a training thing, and it's like... Now he's sort of working because they gotta fill out the the the, the talents for for trainers and and producers and stuff, coaches whatever they want to call them with now having um dynamite and collision. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's great for him. I think it's awesome for him, especially if he's considering transitioning out of the ring and into a more backstage role, which a lot of these guys are getting ready to do. I think so. You know, it makes complete sense. Go go get a producer job. Go sharing your knowledge and your experience and help the next generation grow. And he's working with the talents that he kind of came up with in, in the business. Yeah, he's so. working with his boys. Yeah, so it's kind of the whole group is back getting one piece after another is getting back together because he, he was with that, he was with guys like Tran and the Young Bucks and CM Punks and Samoa Joes and, and the like. So good for him. Yeah. So with that, I say we take our first and only break of the evening and go round up our special guest because when we come back we are going to be talking all about money in the bank. So you're listening to The Rack right here on MalltalkRadio.com, and we will be right back. Are you following us on Twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. 
It's the easiest way to help support us for free. This just into the CB Radio News Desk. CB Radio is moving. Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a brand new start time. Wait a minute, sources tell you what? Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a new start time of 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Are these the same sources that said that Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't a bear? Confirmed. I don't know if we can trust it. Trust the sources, CB Radio is now going to be live every Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. on the Pacific. But what about midnight-ish? Still midnight-ish Atlantic time. That's a relief. We are still your only excuse to be home on a Saturday night. Just earlier. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Get the hell yeah. Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked, what? what they didn't like, what? and what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights, what? 11 p.m. Eastern, what? live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. That's the bottom line. Every Sunday night, the evolution continues with Wrestle Talk Radio, giving you all the latest happenings in sports entertainment. With the intern, the producer, the original design, and sometimes, a case sheet. It's WTR Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Did you know you can use Creator Code Rock and sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R O C K N S O C K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. It's me, D.D.P., Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to Rack Radio Show, the Rack Radio Show. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Bang! 
And welcome back to the Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available like some of us here did, well, you can use it here for free. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free for 30 days. It is that simple. You can also, you know, subscribe the regular way, follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, we are going to be talking money in the bank. And we have a very special guest who sadly we do not have an intro for. That's okay. I don't I'm not that special. Yes, you are. No, I'm I'm a guest who does not need entrance music. But you're a wrestler. That's okay. Sometimes sometimes there's mishaps with the sound booth and you have to Walk out yelling your own entrance music because indies. Because indies, yes. Because <laughs> indies. Okay, but yes, everybody, this is WTR's Keishi Matsunaga joining us for Money in the Bank. Yeah, because I missed Sunday. Because <laughs> I took it. Canadians took Sunday off. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. We, I mean, I probably took it off for a different reason than Yeah, Tim did, I have but... no idea why Tim took it off, but I know you had a legitimate reason to, you know, take it off. You had a valid excuse. Oh, there so, um, is. You know, here we are. Here we are. So this show emanated from London, England at the bright, at least, early hour for us of 3 p.m. Eastern and even earlier for Keishi on a Saturday. Um, I'm just, I'm going to say it. This show, this show's theme was pain. <laughs> Oh my god, they tried to kill each other. Like, they all just tried to kill each other at some point. I'm pretty sure they're still trying to find Matt Riddle's nipples. I, I have no <laughs> idea what happened to them. I mean, I don't know if they really tried to kill each other on purpose. A lot of the a lot of the near-death experiences looked very, like, not on purpose. Oh, I know, but there were some of them that you just sat there and you're like, eh, Yeah. Hell. Yeah, aim higher. <laughs> aim, yeah. Like, let's just... Start with the men's money in the bank ladder match. Logan Paul's face kissing a table. Ooh, that was scary. That looked rough, like especially when they showed it from the top. Yeah. Oh man, like they tried to save it, but ooh. I I feel like I don't know. I feel like Logan wasn't quite ready when Ricochet jumped. No, you could tell he was having a hard time, like keeping his balance on the ropes. Yeah. And so Ricochet's like, "We're going. Get ready." I feel like if I feel like if he gave him maybe another half second, it may not have been so like near death. But at least everybody's okay for the most part. Yeah, they're they're pretty okay. But like again, maybe he didn't have that half second because he was struggling. Both of them were struggling to even just well, straddle those ropes. You could see initially when when they hit, Ricochet did okay. But I think because Logan missed the top rope, but that threw off Ricochet. Yeah. Yeah, because I, th- I think I think Ricochet, if it was someone else with Ricochet, maybe someone who's like kind of done more of that more often, he probably could have done that with his eyes closed. But you you saw that Logan kind of slipped and he tried to like get it back and they landed it. And I guess it because it looks worse than it could have been, it makes it, you know, more legitimate that they didn't get back in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. One wonders me how many times they actually went. Ooh, let's practice this and go. 
do you think we can actually land it? Or was that like, hey, we have this idea. We're going to try it live and well, see how it goes. I, I guess it depends on how early Logan got. I mean, this is a fair point. I would assume he was there because he was there for SmackDown. So he was in, they were around yeah. to try it. But again, it's one of the things, how much can you actually practice something like, hey, we're going to fall off a ladder, land exactly perfect on ropes, and then do, do the maneuver through a table. I, yeah. I feel, I feel, well, I mean, the most you could do for that to practice over and over again is you and I are going to stand this letter. Someone's going to push it. We're going to put our foot on the top rope. We're going to push back and we're going to end up standing and then they're going to push us again. And we're going to repeat this yeah. a whole bunch of times until you're comfortable and the jump. Well, we'll just make it work. <laughs> Let's figure it out. We'll figure it out as we go. You did that thing with the phone. You'll be fine. Yeah, we did the thing we just bringing across onto each other. You know, it's fine. Everything is fine. This We're all good. fine. Everything's fine. Everything... The match is on fire. It's all hey, good. Nobody died. Nobody it... died. <laughs> That's the bonus. And nobody bonus. seemingly got injured either. Just, so... scra- just scrapes, so we're good. Yeah. I think the worst injury was, like, somebody twisted an ankle or something. Isn't that what Hunter said? That, like, the worst injury coming out of the show was, like, some really minor thing. So the fact that you had this much brutality on one show and everybody's okay is, I think, a blessing. Because <laughs> sometimes you hear, you watch this stuff and you're like, yep, yep, they're going to feel that in the morning. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any you can walk away from. You do it again. <laughs> but, yeah, the crowd... The crowd was raucous. I I wish we could have British crowds for everything because God, oh. they're so much fun. Some of the stuff they come up with is amazing. Yeah. More on that later. <laughs> more, we, yeah, there's a lot more on that later. But uh, the crowd really wanted them some. Yeah, yeah. They wanted them some. Yeah, they wanted them some butch. But instead, they got na na. <laughs> they got a uh, senior money in the bank, Damien Priest. I'm not mad at it. No, in part because I picked it. Because you picked it. That's that's what. That's the reason why she wants the drama. That's why. I I I'm here for the drama in the Judgment Day because we have to have it somewhere. But no, I thought this match was very well done. It was well put together. Everybody was over. Some were more over than others, and that's fine. But they put together a really solid, very entertaining, very hard-hitting match. Like, I would say this is actually one of the more aggressive Money in the Banks that we've seen mm-hmm. in quite a while. Because normally they, you're not seeing as many, like, spots as what we saw in this match mm-hmm. for the men. Like, they tend to go, depending on who's in it, just a little bit safer for whatever reason, and that's completely fine. But this was hard-hitting. This was aggressive. They were using the ladders quite a bit as both weapons and to climb. Um, They were in the ring. They were out of the ring. They were all over the place. We had, like, Butch at one point fling himself into a crowd of people off of a ladder. Um, Like, we just kind of had everything this match. It was great. And it was the opener. It was the opener. Good opener. Got the crowd going, and which really didn't need to. But it was a good way to start the show, and it allowed you to tease things later in the show. Yeah, like, they brought it up that, you know, it's like Damien Priest, he could cash in. They kind of foreshadowed it that, you know, it's like, oh, he could do it for a world title opportunity. He could cash in. Because um, because there was no women's title match on the show, so this was the no. only briefcase you could use on the same day because reasons. And and continuing the, the track of violence, let's talk about the women. Um, mm. I, I need somebody to check on Zoe Stark. 
Well, because I mean, she walked to the ring on Monday. I know, but she landed on that ladder, and the ladder did not give. It bounced. Yeah. And there was just a moment where you sit here and you're like, oh, God, I hope they're okay. Well, some might say that a bouncing ladder is better than a breaking ladder because then you don't get folded. Whereas with a bounce, you kind of, you know, it kind of absorbs and then pushes back. I guess. Yeah. But still, it looked. Oh, yeah. It, was it, wild. it looked vicious. And the women went out there to top the men. Yes, they did. And I feel like in some ways they succeeded. Absolutely. Especially considering the fact that you have people say like Trish Stratus, who've never done a ladder match before. They've never done Money in the Bank before. They mm -hmm. are not familiar with the concept or the sensation at all. So it's like the fact that you had Trish in there and she was holding her own, which was amazing. Yeah. You had really good. You know, you had the chemistry between Becky Lynch and Bailey. You had the drama between Bailey and EO. You had Zelina out there looking amazing and doing awesome work. I mean, just everybody contributed something to this match that was just spectacular i mean and the nice thing is like they had multiple stories kind of going in so being able to lean on that in a match like this kind of i think helps with the narrative for sure mm -hmm. yeah the drama between eo and bailey and the fact that you had at one point the quote-unquote betrayal of B bailey to eo to stop her from getting the briefcase but then eo's like nah we're not having that and she handcuffs bailey and becky together oh that was great through the ladder, so they and then she gets a second one, so she climb up and get the briefcase to get the win. Like that was, that was a really nice way to end that. That was a genius and, spot for the finish. And, yeah, and like different than anything that we've seen before. And the reaction photo afterwards of <laughs> of <laughs> Becky just disappointed, and you see Bailey yeah. trying to hide a smile. And they're just they just have to like they can't leave. Yeah, like everybody else after they've lost the match and like go lick their wounds they literally have to sit there and wait <laughs> while they find the keys and let them out yeah that was yeah. they're just sitting there and they're like so how's your day going huh hopefully they didn't have paul Heyman come out and try and set them free <laughs> oh god they would still <laughs> be there oh my lord yeah i saw zoe get out the handcuffs at one point and i'm like oh oh we getting kinky okay all right because for a second i had to wonder if she like who she was gonna handcuff if she was gonna do becky or if she was gonna get trish by mistake mm. Yeah, that that would be the normal spot they would normally go to. Yeah. Oh, and and the 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 fish hook was good too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the moon salt by EO off the top of the ladder. Oh yeah. Oh, that was pretty. That was so 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 pretty. Nobody nobody has a moon salt like EO. Just nobody. So this so we have your two money in the bank winners, Damian Priest and EO Sky, which. <sighs> I'm really happy that it's like it's two people that you expected, but you didn't expect that it's not the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also two members of the Judgment Day. <laughs> I was trying not to say that. But, but I think it, maybe it, she will join Judgment Day. You don't know. I mean, it, it, they they said it. It was a thing. and you, you have to acknowledge it. It was. It happened. Of course. Actually, I would laugh if they ran with it. If Damien just like walks up to EO at one point, he's like, so? Ba you Bailey, thinking about it? Bailey's picture afterwards. But that, congrats to my two teammates. That was wonderful. <laughs> like, you can't take it back, so you might as well just run with it, right? Yeah. And, well, running with it, or running away, was what Dominic tried to do from Cody Rhodes. <laughs> he didn't succeed, and he got the whooping he deserved. Oh, the look on his face when Cody was, was taken off that cast. Oh, yeah, that was great. He's like, oh, no, I fucked up. I, I, I am bad at math. <laughs> I, I, I miscalculated this really bad. And Rhea can't help him, even though Rhea was running, like, massive interference the whole time. Rhea can't help him. Oh, this is... 
you always love to see a, a really good heel get beat up and just mm-hmm. kind of get their comeuppance a little bit. Even though yeah. I wanted, I kind of wanted Dom to win just for him to kind of like start rubbing it in Cody's face and rubbing it in Seth's face just because he would be absolutely obnoxious with it. And if anybody could do something with it, it's him. Yeah. But you also love to see people like Dominic get their comeuppance just, just a tad. Yeah, and the match was everything it needed to be. It was effective. It was sure enough, Dom got the heat in, but it was Cody dominating for most of it. Yep. Yeah, and the woe. Oh, wow. But <laughs> more mean, than the woe, everything. The entire, the entire song? Yeah. yeah. Cody got Jericho'd. Like, uh, he's not over. He's not over at all. You know, totally not over. They they, they don't know who he is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. But Cody okay. got the Cody got the win as, as he should have. So he moves on to, well, an old foe as Brock Lesnar came back Monday night to, well, mess with Cody yeah. and challenge Cody. And so we'll see if we get the return match. Which we probably will probably hear coming up at uh, SummerSlam. So moving on to the World Heavyweight Championship, we had Seth Rollins and his very calm fashion. Very tame for him. I was disappointed in him. I was a little disappointed too. Like, dude, you're in London. You can't find something in London? Come on. Like even a giant Union Jack something. Something, yeah. Well, I mean... To be fair, Liv Morgan did do the whole Spice Girl thing, so he couldn't grab that. Well, he could have taken a piss and come out dressed as Austin Powers. I mean, this is true. He could have. Because, I mean, they would have both loved and hated that all at the same time. He could have worn a crown and been the queen. Oh. Mm. But, no. So, Seth, in his very tame fashion, came out with his title to take on Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. This was fun. I don't think this was their best outing, though. It never got out of, like, second gear. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, it just was missing something for me. And I don't know if it was the placement. Like, because you, by this point, you'd already had the men's money in the bank. This was kind of, like, fell, like, right in the middle of the show, as I remember. It it was the semi-main. It was second to last. So, so it's like, you'd had everything else before. You'd already had the two money in the banks. And so I think it's just, you watch this and you're like, it's good. But it's not like anything that it's like, oh my God, this is amazing kind of thing. In in comparison to what else has been on the show. Because it was was not positioned as a main event. It was a secondary match on the show, which people would complain. Well, you're treating the, the new title as a secondary. Yes and no. But it's up to the performers to put out a better showing. And the man springs up. Maybe it was done on purpose because they were having part two at SummerSlam. Possibly. But at the same time, you don't really want to save it. You just should just go at times with it. I don't know. I think because they're setting up what they're setting up between Finn and Damien, the fact that you're, you're teasing the tension between Finn and Damien, where Damien has the briefcase and he kind of screwed Finn a little bit and towards the end of this match and kind of really cost Finn the opportunity. I think that's more what what the story of this match really was. So it's like they're not going to go out there and then have this banger of a match and then have Finn, and then have Damien walk out and ruin it for some people, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's we're going to go out there, we're going to do our thing, we're going to have a match, Damien's going to come out, he's going to screw Finn, and that's how we're going to go home. Sort of deal. Maybe. I don't know. What do y'all think? I think, I mean, it pushes the narrative, and with how many matches and the types of matches that are on the show, maybe they decided not to push the boundaries because you know you have to contend with two money in the bank ladder matches and the main event and there wasn't a whole lot the build to their match was okay Mm -hmm. but i don't like nothing they were doing was like at the 
forefront of my mind going into this. So maybe they're just like, okay, well, we'll just kind of work this program and then turn it up later. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. But they they, they started with the teases with Damien, so we're, we're going to get something somewhere. I mean, honestly, in terms of Seth being champion, I don't foresee him having a terribly long reign with this just because it's I feel like it's going to move on to somebody else and that person could very well be Damien or it could very well be anybody else on the roster but I don't foresee Seth having this like six to eight month epic level title reign right like I just I don't see it happening but maybe he will because I feel like especially with Roman continuing to hold his titles and he will likely continue to hold them to Wrestlemania that you have the World Heavyweight Championship bounce around a little bit and have it be a little unstable before it sort of settles out. Or you have, like, Seth be champion, and then you have Damien be champion if he cashes in successfully, and then you have it kind of just, maybe Seth gets it back, or maybe Finn gets it, or, you know, whatever. You don't need long title reigns because you have the longest title rate on the other title. You technically you get, have two. Or you get Dominic to sneak in under their noses and win it. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> And then that's the end of the Judgment Day. Dominic wins the title, and Damien's like, all right, we're doing this. I'm Dominic off. and Rhea walk off into the sunset together as champions, <laughs> leaving Finn and Damien behind being like, what just happened? I'm Actually, all for Dom think... um, being world champion. Actually, the way that I see that happening is, do you remember when Roman won the title at, like, SummerSlam 25? Or at SummerSlam a few years ago. Not SummerSlam, Survivor Series a few years ago. And you had Sheamus come out and cash in on Roman like the second he won the title on the huh. pay-per-view. Huh. How would, and, I, and, how would any of us remember this? Because I was there. Especially anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's how I see that going. Like, you know, Dominic wins his very first title and they basically cane him. Where he wins it in, like, 30 seconds later, Damien just boots him in the face. One, two, three, your new champion, Damien Priest. Rhea doesn't know what to do. Finn doesn't know what to do. Damien, yeah. Dominic's on the floor, and it's like, this is mine. Bye. <laughs> he just leaves. That's the end of the Judgment Day. Like, that's that's how I see that going down, because that would be peak comedy to me. And you're here for it. And I'm here for I'm here for comedy and drama. That, that's that's why I watch, the, I watch it. Is the I mean, comedy I'm here for comedy also. You know, it's, it makes the world go round. So watch the world burn. By the way, Chad, if you have Amazon Prime link, it's your Twitch account called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle at the bottom of the screen. You can use credit code Rocket Soccer Lens M Word in the Fortnite I am Shopper Epic Game Store because hashtag Epic Partner. Continue on. Ding. And speaking of drama, drama. my goodness gracious. The one match and I and I was sitting here watching it. I was like, this was the one match that we were like, I don't see them needing to change the titles. I don't see them needing to do anything. Like, it's Ronda and Shayna as your champions and Liv and Raquel are challenging. This should be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. One, two, three, Ronda and Shayna win. They retain the tag titles. Oh, no. No, no. No, 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 no. Like, Like, I remember vividly having that conversation. And then, like... I'm sitting here watching the match. Shayna turns and costs them the titles. And out I was like, nowhere. out of nowhere, randomly, for no reason. And I'm just like, why? All the talk was like, this is the Ronda's and Shayna's belts for now. They they want to do things. She was in media talking about how they want to defend the belts every week. And here we are. I mean, I applaud them for the surprise turn. And they sort of like, I guess, set it up on Monday where Shayna's like, you know what? I'm just tired of your shit. I'm tired of living in your shadow. I'm tired of being second fiddle. I want to fight you. I want to beat you. I want to be the woman. So let's go. As it seems, Rhonda's ready to go. 
I mean, it seems that way. Which is why we're here. She's ready to. She gave a date and like I'm out. Which is why the which is like hey, that's why we're going really fast to the turn and she's gonna put her friend out on the way out. Which is the smart idea. I mean, she's trying to do it right, I guess, and go out on her back. Yeah, and elevate her friend who who you know has been there since day one with her. So despite what they'll say in storylines and everything, they've been there since day one together. Actually, I think Shane has been there a little bit longer, hasn't she? But no, but I mean, together doing things, getting in in the sports entertainment together, together, all together. You mean back when they were little baby UFC fighters? Yes, they've been, you know, they've been together for a long, long time. And they hatched. Yeah, the four horsemen woman of MMA turned to WWE. And, and we still never and will never get the horsewoman versus horsewoman match that everybody and their mother wanted to see at one point. It just never happened. Because three of them have left. Three of them, three of them have left, yeah. And they Two, just never... not so much by choice and one by choice. One by choice, yeah. So I mean, it was a good surprise, but th- the match was really, I would say, not a lot to write home about. I don't really remember a lot of the match. Yeah, the match was fine. It was actually a decent match. It was one of Ronda's better performances in a while. Like, her and Ronda as a team has actually made Ronda look pretty solid, because singles-wise, she's been slacking a bit. Mm-hmm. And, but being able to do a tag, she's kind of looked like old Ronda. I think she has more to work with, and she doesn't have to do as much. Like, she doesn't have to carry. Yeah, and so it's been, it worked out good. And the powerbomb spot with Liv being t- tossed out of the ring was cool. Mm-hmm. You worried about her for a second, though. You you did, but... It's like, she's fragile. Don't. She just came back from being broken. Don't break her again. Like, be nice. I did like that they talked about the injured shoulder, though, for Liv, and they, they brought all that up. That and was, she, that and was she, was, nice she was selling it a majority of the match, too, which is good. So, new, cha- new champs. New champs. I surprised everybody, because I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, so if, go. You, if, if you did the, the betting thing, you won money betting on Liv and Raquel. Mm-hmm. So, good for you. We have our longest reigning defending intercontinental champion of the modern era, Gunter, slapping Matt Riddle's titties off and into the Thames. (laughs) Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. God, this was this was every bit as hard hitting as I wanted this to be, but there there were points where like Matt Riddle just, it's like, just please stay down. He he can't keep taking skin off. It's it's gonna it's gonna get bad here in a second. He's gonna start hitting muscle, and then it's not good. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did too. Like, and of course, Gunter is over. Yeah, as fuck over there, well, which is nice to see for him. Oh, for sure, as expected, he would be. Like they were into the intro because that's their people. Yeah, yeah. They, they came up through the through the UK scene. Imperium is an NXT UK creation, like the whole thing. Nice and I, little homecoming for them. Great little homecoming. I really like too that um they let them do the full introduction. Mm-hmm. I know they can't do it every time, but I do like it when they let them do the the full introduction because Kaiser really does just sink his teeth into that, and it's you just want to slap him sometimes because it's like because <laughs> it's like you're so smug, you're so cocky, sit down. <laughs> So, you know he's doing his job right. Oh, yeah. But are are there any thoughts other than Al for this? I think it's more talk about what happened after. Yes. I I like that uh, in this match, Matt Riddle wrestled a little more serious and a lot less 
bro, which is makes sense for who he was going up against. So I kind of liked that little touch that like, oh, he knows what he's up against and he's taking it more serious than he normally does. Yeah, it's always nice when they actually have him not be so stoner for 20. Yeah, and like, he, you know, he put his hair in braids and he's not like, I mean, he was coming out kind of happy-go-lucky, but at the same time, like, you could see that kind of air about him where he's like, well... This is going to be a fight fight and that like, you know, kind of kind of like he was doing M- he was prepping for an MMA bout as opposed to a wrestling match. Well, you you forget, I think, especially with him, that he can flip that switch because you don't see him do it that often. So, yeah, well, and I think I think that's cool that they kind of keep that in the back burner for him. And, you know, he like relies more on a character for wrestling, but it's good to have him like, you know, it's. It's his version of, like, a demon, but better. <laughs> mm. Let's make up. Let's airbrushing. But, I mean, it's it comes out when it needs to come out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you want. Because you don't want him to be, like, happy-go-lucky all the time. But you don't want him to be, like, Gerarg, I'm going to kill you serious all the time either. Yeah. Like, it's a nice balance. And then, your main event. No. What? Drew. Oh. Well, talk about it. Drew McIntyre returned. Bang pipes are blaring. To a massive, massive pop. Yeah, people were excited. He was excited. He was very excited. He stared down with the, Mr. Gunther. Oh, and th- th- that's going to be a banger after banger after banger after banger come SummerSlam. Oh, my lord, yes. It's going to be... be two big men smacking me. There you not go. beefy? Well, they're not beefy. Uh, Gunther is kind of leaned out. I don't know if I can say he's beefy. I mean, that's fair. Is he strudely, though? Yeah, you can go with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still dangerous as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the one thing I will always say about Gunter is he's the guy in the movie when you when they go in the bar scene and they're like, oh, yeah, you have to fight Gunter after the, <laughs> after the hero goes through, like, everybody else. And the hero's like, all right, Gunter. Who the hell's Gunter? I'll take on Gunter. And then Gunter walks out, right? And he's the big, massive ass dude that will just fuck you up. That's Gunter. That's how I will always see him in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Drew and Drew and Gunter? I'm just happy Drew's healthy. Yeah. Because I think there for a while, there were some concerns. There are many concerns with him, yeah. So. Well, there might, be, there might be more concerns after SummerSlam. <laughs> that is very, very true. Like missing nipples. <laughs> Now, before we get to the main event and all the drama about the main event, right? Yes. There, there, there's one other thing we need to talk about, Lindsay. What? Tweet of the week? No. No. <laughs> no. His name is John Cena. Ah, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. John Cena and Grayson Waller had a little tiff. <laughs> a little they tiff. They didn't fight, but they, they, they did verbally throw things at each other. And, and one um, AA. You know, just one it's, AA. It's not Four physical. arms and some punches. Yeah. It, it, it was a tiff. It was it was nothing. Um, so, but what's interesting mm-hmm. about this is not one that they set up Grayson Muller and John Cena for probably Mania or Rumble or something. Um, was John Cena's little offhanded comment about WrestleMania being in London and the crowd's reaction to that. I mean, was it really offhanded or like the topic of conversation and the whole reason he came out? It was mainly the topic. He, and I liked Hunter afterwards. You know, he just really needed that adrenaline rush. That's why he was actually here. He just, like, trying to downplay the London thing. It was like, 
He was here for the the, the adrenaline. He flew across country just or continents for that oh, yeah. adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you take an eight-hour yeah. flight across the pond for an adrenaline rush. Uh, a, a private jet. Yeah, because there was like it was talking like the WWE private jet had brought. There was like two different things that were attracted to come to to the UK like overnight, and like one was probably Drew, and one was probably John, John Cena. Cena. Um, yeah, he didn't get quite the pop he thought he was going to sneaking up behind Brie Larson, and so. Yeah, so he he just he just needed that 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 little little burst in London and or Australia, but London, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. this Sunday, only way WrestleMania London works f- three four years from now is you need a streaming service, and that could be on the way. No, I mean you gotta stay with Peacock. You have to renew that deal. Yeah, and that could be on the way. Like, we don't know where they stand on the negotiations, but yeah. where they're where they're positioning themselves, especially with shows and everything else, is they are positioning themselves as an international company. Not just based in the U.S., but that they are catering to international markets as well. And I've said this before to you and Brent in private, is that at some point, WrestleMania is going to go across the pond. It's going to go to England, or it's going to go to mainland Europe, or it's going to go somewhere. And yes, it will suck for everybody in the U.S. because it will be at a very weird time. But they have to take it international at some point to cater to those markets because you can't just cater to U.S. anymore. You have to cater to everybody. Especially when it's becoming more the norm now of the time. Mm-hmm. For premium live events to start randomly at 1 p.m. Eastern or 3 p.m. Eastern, rather than the traditional 8 p.m. Eastern, the, they have a better chance of getting people prepared for those interesting times for a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam, because I think SummerSlam will probably be first as kind of a, mean, t- as a test probably ne- in the next year mm-hmm. or two for overseas, because that's one of the bigger four events. Like, Money in the Bank's a big event. But that's also not as big no, as a not. SummerSlam or a WrestleMania or even a Royal Rumble where watching it in middle afternoon would throw people off. Money in Bank, you can always watch at any time. But a WrestleMania and a SummerSlam or a Royal Rumble, they're, they're live events you have to watch. That moment live, without a doubt. I mean, at least being on East Coast, I wouldn't mind it being... I wouldn't mind it because for me, that's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon so I can watch WrestleMania and be done like by what, 6, 7? Well, Mania I, probably by 8, yeah. Yeah. As I mean, as someone with a kid, I I don't mind setting up for a midday WrestleMania, and and that's why streaming it would be the better option because pay per view. That kind of like, well, I don't know about that one because yeah, the the timing, especially because they've they've put us in a position where over the last decade, events are cheaper and streamable and everything like that. It's where everything is geared to, and which is why I'm going. It's going to be really interesting, Cash, in about six weeks. Six weeks, seven weeks, something like that. We're all in, and how that performs pay per view wise. Yeah, well, as someone who's sitting there looking at the numbers and probably going to have to choose between one or the other, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, and, it, and it, again, being there three o'clock in the afternoon on a pay per view, it's kind of it throws you off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But streaming, it's if you start late, you can still catch it from the beginning. Pay per view, you can't, and you can also get the instant replay too. Yeah. Well, and and then relying on those, if it's pay per view, relying on those like later buys mm-hmm. is not reliable at all. Yeah. 
So we'll see. We'll see, but I did like the stuff between Waller and Cena. That was that was a good little duo. Like Grayson, I'm I'm convinced Grayson Waller is a better personality than he is a wrestler. Well, I mean, there's clearly like good reason why they brought him up to the main roster as quick as they did, and he's showing everybody why. Yeah, he he's performed well. All right, main event. Main event time. The source of the drama, the bloodline civil war, where family is fighting family, brothers ripped apart, Paul Heyman clutching the titles ever dearly to his shoulders. You <laughs> had the bloodline, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokolo, with Paul Heyman taking on the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. Good God, this match. Oh my god, this was so good. I love drama so much, and this delivered everything I could ever want and then some. It was very juicy. It made me so happy. Like, this whole, the whole build to this has made me exceptionally happy, just from a storytelling standpoint, because there's a continuity there that they never have, ever, in any kind of storytelling, and the fact that you, it was Jimmy who turned first. And, but like, then, half of this stuff would have been swept under the rug five years ago oh yeah but the fact that they go back to that moment the fact that they go back and they talk about like roman reigns abusing the, U- the usos and how he's treated them and how he's really kind of done them wrong in a lot of ways but just the the ultra and i mean ultra satisfying moment of jay uso super kicking roman reigns in the face after like two and a half years of bullshit like that that was just oscar worthy that was so good <laughs> It's like, yes, yes, honey, do it. Do it again. Do it again. And just the the divide between Solo and, and his brothers and how that how that was all going to play in this match, right? Because that was that was the million dollar question of well, was Solo gonna stay loyal to Roman? Or was he gonna go with his brothers? He played his part very well, I think. Yeah, or, you know, was Solo gonna receive the brunt of really Roman's Romanness? I don't know how else to put it. Because he doesn't, because Roman doesn't have the Usos to pick on anymore. So it's, he's got Solo and Heyman. Yeah. And is Solo the rock that, you know, Roman thought he was? Because obviously Roman has been like transitioning away from the Usos because the Usos failed at WrestleMania. So they're out. But Solo, Solo's been delivering. So we're going to stand on Solo. But what do you think? Well, I mean, I kind of like, you could see some kind of subtle things that Solo did in this match as far as like his views towards roman when roman starts freaking out i guess is is a good way to put it mm-hmm. he's kind of he just kind of like looks at him and he's like you could tell that there something's going on in that brain of his you don't yeah. know exactly what but like you know the gears are turning when he's stuff like that and i mean there've there's been subtle hints in the past where like roman starts freaking out and accidentally like brushes solo and solo kind of gives him that look and roman's like oh i'm sorry like i think i think it's going to be one of those things where i think it's just kind of slowly kind of build where like at one time roman's gonna forget who he's freaking out on and solo is not like he's not gonna take as much as his brothers did for as long as they did and you can tell that already so i think like it won't be long before Roman freaks out on Solo, forgetting that he's freaking out on Solo, and Solo just being like, "Uh uh-uh, and just taking him down. Just decks him. Yeah. Which we'll all be here for when it happens. Like, we'll all all applaud that. Because, yeah, because, I mean, the question is, because I keep saying it, is Roman's not going to lose the titles until the bloodline abandons it. Yeah. And even if they want to stretch Solo out a little bit longer 
and they have him do it at WrestleMania where, you know, if that's the theorized time that Roman drops the belt and it's solo is the like he turns his back on him there and freaks out that costs, you know, that's the nail in the coffin that costs Roman his championship. That works for me, too. Or even before that at the Rumble to set things up, like if they want to draw it out into next year, that's probably okay too. As long as they kind of keep planting those subtle seeds of like, you you know, Roman being getting a little out of hand, but then realizing who he's talking to and kind of backing down. But having it like slowly go more and more where he kind of forgets and finally to the point where he just freaks out and Solo doesn't give him a chance to realize his mistake. Oh yeah. You see, I can see it where... It escalates and escalates and escalates and Solo, especially as Solo begins to like eye something like the Royal Rumble. And he's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I could win that. And Roman's like, don't be, don't be serious. You know, don't, don't, don't kid. You know, don't, you know. You're not supposed to be the funny one. You're the serious guy. (laughs) You're not supposed to be the funny one. And then Solo goes out and wins. Yeah. And now Roman's got a problem on his hand because he's like, we're cool, right? We're cool. You're, you're not, you're not going to cash in on me. You're 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 gonna go for Seth, right? That's the plan. You're gonna go for whoever the the world heavyweight champion is at that point. You're gonna go for them, right? You're not gonna come for me. We're cool. We're 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 family, right? You're we're good. And then you just have you just have Solo look at Roman and be like, No, I want yours. <laughs> I I I want to be the head of the table. I want to be the tribal chief. I want to do all this. I want yours. And then. From there, it's, and he's like, and I'm bringing my family with me, and then you have the reunion if you want or whatever. But, like, I could just see that happening as well, and Roman's like, fuck. Mm. But it will be interesting to see. But, yeah, this match, this match was everything you could ever ask for it to be. And the just the chef's kiss, the the punctuation on this match is getting the pin is Jay. Which makes Jay number one contender? uh, Maybe, because he's the first person to pin Roman Reigns in what? A year? Three years? Three years? Yep. Last person to do it was Xavier Woods? No, uh, Baron Corbin. Was it Baron Corbin? Woods beat him in by DQ. Last person to pin him was December 2019? Baron Corbin? Something like that? Four years? Dang. Three and a half years? So. But it's been a hot minute. It's been an incredibly hot minute, but just the sell of Jay getting the pin and beating Roman. And then you have Solo in disbelief, Heyman in disbelief, and Roman just on the outside, just seething. Yeah. Was just a wonderful visual. Like, this is just top-tier storytelling. This was top-tier acting. This was just... This is why I watch wrestling (laughs) right here. Because in that moment, you're lost in that drama, and you're lost in the moment and the story and everything else of just, that just happened. Mm -hmm. And you can suspend reality, and you can just get just get sucked into that story you can it's like yeah yeah you get him jay you get him so any any final thoughts good show yeah uh, please bring the crowd home with you thank you <laughs> oh speaking of thanks the like yeah if you hate roman stand up if you hate roman sit down where, where do they come up with this stuff it's amazing <laughs> they just chant whenever they want. like yeah because and the it, fact that, that, that like was, you that get was, you get a majority of a stadium to get in on like weird ass chants like that, oh, so good. That's like that's like when they take over the like the Raw after Mania and at Mania because what, didn't they also chant like "fuck you" at somebody at one point during Roman, the show? Roman, Dom, yeah. So the stand up you hate is like an Arsenal football thing over there. Yeah. So that's so okay. They, that, so they just converted it to 
Roman. Yeah. Or because you Google it, stand up, you hit Man U, stand up, you hit Arsenal. So that's kind of the chant that they do. It's kind of a thing over there. But it's a it's good fun because they did, they, they did it and then NXT UK showed one one point two if I remember correctly. I oh, think they so, brought yeah. they brought back the the Bailey chant. Yeah, briefly. both on Friday and on on Saturday, which was good. Yeah, like they didn't stop singing on Friday ah. during the entire match, which was great. I love them for that. But good show, fantastic show. So with that, I think we're done. We are in fact done. Which means, you got stuff to plug. Which means Saturday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Fortnite with friends, because we like playing Fortnite. Woohoo. Followed by Super Mario Live at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, over debate. It's a Rob week. And so much more. SuperMarioLive.com. Sunday night, the Canadians will hopefully be all together and talking wrestling. 10 p.m. Eastern. You will have at the very least one and a half Canadians there. Alright. WTR Sunday night. Russell Talk Radio. Monday night is the Raw Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, for another edition of Rack. You can check out the Rack Extra Reviews, AEW Fight for Forever. Now available at RackRadioShow.com, wherever you get your podcast Amazon, Stitcher, Stitch, uh, Apple, you name it, Spotify, search the Rack Radio Show. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter and threads, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. Chat if you have that Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming. You can support the channel by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen. You can also use Critical Rock and Sock or Lens Mord. in the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store. When you buy all your new things in Genshin and Fortnite, why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. Casey, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, I got a Twitter and Instagram. They are both at Kyle Driver. And if you are interested in perusing merch you can check out my red bubble which is linked in the descriptions of both my twitter and my instagram fancy yeah you can possibly get yourself a keishi matsunaga shower curtain among other things hey hey if i had a shower that required a shower curtain i would have one i'm i'm only like i'm 50 percent certain I made a shower curtain. I can't remember if I did, did one or not. <laughs> if not, we can make you one. Oh, no. It's it's a selection on there. It's just a matter of whether I made it available or not. I can't remember. Ah, okay. Well, hopefully hopefully there is a shower curtain and y'all should go buy it. Go buy the shower curtain. Uh, but you can follow me on most of the social medias at Lensward, LNSWD. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lensward, where I stream Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail. We are diving into Kaya's Drip Era, where we're going to try and get his new skin that just came out on Tuesday. So tune in for that. I should be streaming over the weekend. Um, you can also follow me on YouTube, youtube.com slash at symbolinsward.rockradioshow.com, or just look for Linsward on the YouTubes. There's lots of reaction content there on there, so go enjoy. Uh, use the creator code, and while you're on YouTube, please go check out MBG Films, youtube.com slash MBG1211 for all of Matt's amazing content. Like, subscribe, ring the bell over there as well, because he's a good friend of the show, and we love him very much. So go go check his stuff out. Go watch his stuff. Go leave him nice comments. Say hi to him. Um, but that's going to do it for us. So for, for Rock and for Keishi, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rock right here on WallTalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! And I'm texting up your job. Hey, you're taking no insurance.